Good morning. Welcome to Emmett Audio. See, yesterday I worked probably nine hours straight on the book, trying to get it to the finish line. Still have probably a little less than an hour to do this morning of writing some text that needs to be added. But yesterday was all about um, organizing photos and then making sure that the photo callouts and the text perfectly match the list of photos. And so it was, and then sort of making sure that the photo callouts happened at the place of the text that made the most sense and that the text had the right language so that it was clear why the photo was there and what the photo was sharing. Um, it was meticulous work and, um, and it represents the end of, well, not the end because the book isn't out yet, but really when, when, as an author, as when you finish the book, it's kind of two, two important milestones. One is, in my experience, when you finish writing the text of the book, like the, the main draft. But then the other is when you do all this other stuff, if a, if a book has photographs. It's when you finish this part of the process, the pulling together the photographs, assigning them, because I can't tell you how much I dreaded this part of the process. I knew that this was going to be in some ways harder than writing the book itself. And writing the book took me two years. Why do I feel like I just heard a person's voice? And, um, and then pulling together the photographs has taken me a year because, well, first of all, I, I knew there were going to be a lot of photographs, but I didn't know what photographs I would need. And so I had to, it took me a while to even conceive of how to, how to go about organizing that information. Finally, I realized that the thing to do was to print out a copy of the text and to go through it with a pen and note down every place where I felt like there should be a photo and from that generate a list I think I had that generated a list of about 200 photos of photos I knew I wanted to illustrate things at the bare minimum. And, and some of those photos, so then I had to go through all of my photos and figure out which of those photos I had and which those photos I would have to take. And then I had to take those photos. But in the process of going through all my photos, I then came up with a whole bunch of other photos that I had not specifically put on my list, but that were nonetheless illustrating important things. Or simply contrib would contribute to the feeling that I want the book to have. And then I had to figure out where those photos would go in such a way that they'd make a positive contribution. And right up until the very end last night, I was still hunting down photos, individual photos, and 
assigning them to their correct places. I forgot to look at the number, but I think we're at something like 320 photos, which on one hand might not sound like much, but on the other hand, is a lot of photos to organize. And, and then it took me a while to envision how do you get those photos to essentially be organized in a, in a folder so that they're in the correct order. And I realized that I had to number them. The correct numbering sort of in sequence so that when I put that number on the photo name, it would automatically place it in the appropriate place in the sequence. Well, then I had all these photos to add later on. What do I do about that? So I started doing, you know, 14A, 14B, 14C. And that way I could intersplice photos as needed. All of which to say, the journey of figuring that out, figuring out how to even go about getting the photos was an exhaustive process. Different than the process I used for the last book, which was a process sort of foisted upon me by the publisher. And which was really, I did not like the other process. Um, the other process, I gathered photos into separate folders for each chapter and then assigned them a name and then created a spreadsheet where each photo was had a spreadsheet with the, the sort of page of the text where I thought it should be, et cetera, et cetera. Much better for me to place a photo call out within the text that, within the body of the, the main text. <clears throat> and then to simply have all the photos in sequence in one folder. Less confusing, easier to think about the book as a whole. Um, because when all the photos are siloed into folders by chapter, you, you never get a sense of like, whoa, you know, that's, I don't know, you don't get a sense of the flow of the photos. So, here we are at the, at the, almost at the end of the process for me. <clears throat> Obviously, at this point, the book, uh, I need to finish writing a little section about making birch bark sheaths. But then, I'm going to get the book to Mike. Uh, Mike Merritt, who formats the magazine, and he's going to format it. And then, through the magic of dropship on-demand printing, it will be available to purchase once we publish that. Obviously, I'll have to go through galleries and, you know, make any final uh, proofreading checks, but, um, you know, at which point it will be available for purchase. But for me, this, once I get this done today, and this will be the exciting turning point where I can now let my mind think about what the next project, the next writing project will be for me. Because for the last three years, I've been so focused on writing about spoon carving. I've written this book, and I also wrote a book that's coming out next year that's going to be published by someone else. Um, that's 
takes spoon carving and breaks it down into projects. So this book is decidedly not project-based. It is, it is information-based. It's, it's topic-based. Right? There's a chapter that's all about sharpening. There's a chapter that's all about wood. There's a chapter that's all about tools. There's a chapter that's all about health. There's a chapter that's all about roughing a spoon out. There's a chapter that's all about finishing a spoon. There's a chapter that's all about spoon form and the different details that go into different types of forms. This other book is going to be a, a shorter book. And it will also be um, regularly priced. I should say that my book is going to be quite expensive because it's a textbook that I've created. So it's going to have a textbook price. And this other book is going to be competitively priced and be kind of at a more of a... Well, it has 15 projects. Starts off with simpler projects, works its way up to more complicated ones. And it's going to be sort of a step-by-step. -step. And it has, I would say, about half of the information that my book has in terms of details. So I couldn't fit everything in, obviously. But I tried to fit as much in as I could, given the constraints of what the publisher wanted to do. So that's going to come out next year. And... So for the last three years, really since just before the pandemic, all of the creative part of me that writes has been focused on spoon carving. And I'm ready to be done with that and to focus on something else now. And I have some ideas. I think the I think I want to explore essentially the ideas that I've been exploring here in Emmett Audio, which I've had for a little bit longer than I've been writing these books. Right, we're coming up on four years now, I believe, of Emmett Audio. Maybe longer? No, it must be only four years. And And having this podcast has helped me explore these ideas of what it means to live a good life in really nitty-gritty detail, as you know, if you've listened to more than three of them. And I found it very helpful. I've I feel like I'm in a different place now than I was four years ago. And that's what I'm excited to explore, is what kind of book would a book that feels like Emmett Audio be like? I don't think it will have photos. I think it'll just be writing. And... 
I'm excited to start thinking about that. So I wanted to wrap this book up before we went on vacation here this next week so that I can let my brain start to wander and think about this book. I'm not picking that ball up for you. You should go get it. Um, so I just need to write this last page. We got to clean the house for our house sitters so that we don't leave them with a disgusting mess. And, and then, uh, And then I feel like while I'm cleaning the house, I feel like my brain will start going and exploring this place that I haven't let it go. I've tried to be really disciplined because I didn't want to. I knew that it was going to be so hard to finish this book. There's always so much resistance at the end of a, end of a big project like that. It's, like, it's almost like you, you don't want it to be done. And I've thought about why it is that you don't want a project like this to be done. <clears throat> For me, I don't think it's a sense of, oh, it's, you know, if it's, if I never finish it, then, then I, you know, I won't have to sort of get people's bad negative feedback of this wasn't as good as I hoped it was. I'm not worried about that. I'm really proud of what I've made. I think for me it comes from a deeper level of feeling like I think for me it comes from a deeper level of just feeling like this is this thing has been sort of unfinished in my life for so long that it feels comfortable to have that be the thing that I'm working on and And there's a resistance to getting out of that comfort zone, even if it means sort of the satisfaction of completing something. It's like disrupting the status quo by actually completing something. And usually, I operate my life biting off bite-sized chunks of projects so that I, I don't encounter this, right? I'm sure if I like started on a deep renovation of my house, I would encounter exactly the same thing. Right, and the only reason I don't is because I don't renovate my house that way. I do, like, little discrete projects. Even if that's less efficient over time, it's just, it's my way of not having a big unfinished thing dangling over my head. But there's a comfort to having the big unfinished thing dangling over your head. You know where you are in that moment with the big unfinished thing dangling over your head. I think this is why college and, and graduate students struggle to finish their theses. Because when you're in the middle of a journey, you know where you are, you're in the middle of a journey. At the end of a journey, it wraps up and, and you think to yourself, well, where am I now? What You feel a little rootless, a little drifting. And so that's definitely the feeling that I've had. And frankly, maybe it's a good thing that 
Cecilia and the girls all came down with COVID because it, it upended our plans to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to finish this book before we go on vacation then. And even so, it probably took three times as much time as I thought it was going to, to get this last bit done. And it just, I'm usually pretty good at estimating how much time something takes. And I think I just did a bad job here because I was unwilling to sit down and actually contemplate how much time it might take to push this thing through to the end. And so even yesterday, I was like, eh, it'll take me three or four hours to finish this thing. Nine hours later, I was done. So there's something going on there. And, and the only reason that I was, you know, finished it was because we had this deadline looming. And I was like, okay, I'm staying up however long it takes. I'm staying up to do it. So I worked until midnight last night to get it done. <clears throat> and it's not that I'm a big believer in pulling all-nighters, but I think that what all-nighters do, it's not just a, like, procrastination and, oh, shit, you're done. It's the all-nighter is the mechanism that gets you past. Come on, Willow, let's go. The all-nighter is the mechanism that gets you past that resistance. And as such, it has a place. But now I'm in a different phase where I get to think about uh, what is it that... I want to explore next. And the exciting thing about a new beginning like that <clears throat> is that the problems of the past project won't necessarily be the problems of the current project. And the opportunities of the past project, likewise, are not going to be the opportunities of the next project. They certainly don't have to be. They could be if I don't do something different, but I've made the choices I've made for the last project, and this next book, I don't know, maybe I'll try and get an agent, maybe I'll try and get into a major publishing house, let's, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of that, so, that's where I'm going, thank you for listening, talk tomorrow.